welcome to Vineyard KC West podcast. For more information, visit us at vineyardkcwest.com. Good morning, everybody. I'm Cody. I'm the pastor here at Vineyard Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining us this morning. A couple things as we get into our message this morning. You absolutely can give today. Uh, if you're on our church online platform, you can do that in the, the top right corner. Uh, if you're on Facebook, you can uh, look in the uh, words there that talk about the service, and there's a link there to give. Uh, so we do that as a part of our worship, just like if we were gathering together, uh, if you came prepared to do that today. The next thing is, is if you're new with us today, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to us. Uh, you can do that by texting the word LINK. L-I-N-K to 97000, so link to 97,000. Well, we are in the midst of a series uh, called Grow in Grace, and we have a key verse for the series, uh, and it's 2 Peter 3, verse 18. It says, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. And so we're exploring different aspects of grace and how they work in and out of our relationships with God and with other people in the church. And if you've ever been to like a, a network of caves where there's caverns, if you go into the first cavern, many times it's, it's impressive and it's big and you're like, wow, this is great. But then you go deeper in and there's an even bigger cavern and you're like, wow. And then you go deeper in, there's an even bigger cavern. It's just humongous. Well, that's how God's grace is, and that's why we're exploring it in the way that we're doing so. So last week, we talked about grace for others, and we talked about how God's design was that grace would be what enables us to have healthy relationships, enables us to forgive other people and work through difficulties with other people. We talked about how uh, grace shows itself strong in our relationships with grace's words, grace's presence, and grace's forgiveness. And so today what we're doing is we're looking at growing in grace for we. So we're looking at the church, Big C Church, and then also local church, how grace operates within this community that we call the church. And so when grace is received, right, that's what we've talked about, receiving grace the first week. When grace is received, then we can give it to other people. And when we do that, when we're receiving grace and then we're giving grace, we are functioning as the community called the church in the way that Jesus, Jesus designed it to be. Uh, he designed it to be one that grace is received and then grace is given. That's how the church is meant to be. And so grace is really what makes the church unique and special. You know, with everything shut down right now, you can think of things like, uh, you know, a ball game. You know, sitting there on a warm afternoon, maybe watching the Royals or a, a local high school game or, or a youth game, and, and it's warm and you're enjoying yourself. There's the crack of the bat. Maybe you've got a hot dog and a cool drink in your hand. Uh, you know what you miss about the, the ball game, a baseball game. Uh, you know, maybe you miss your barber, your hairdresser, right? You know, uh, you, maybe you miss, you know what you miss with them. Well, when we are doing the church right now, we're not together physically. And so there's certain things that we miss, but it's not maybe what you think. Really what we miss and what makes the church special is grace at work in the midst of the gathering. There's all kinds of other things that we get focused on, but it's really grace that really makes it special for us. So grace is what makes the church gathering unique and special. So grace happens 
within the body of Christ. Another word for the church. Uh, in Romans chapter 12, verse 5 in the New Testament, it says, So in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. So, okay, cool. So what? What, what does it mean, the body? Well, we're the body of Christ. So the so what is, is that the body of Christ functions on grace. The lifeblood of the body of Christ is grace itself. And so it's what makes all of this special. So we may bring our natural God-given talents and abilities to the body of Christ, and in, in those benefit the other people involved with the church and relationship, absolutely. But there's something much more powerful that God gives. He gives much more powerful abilities through the vehicle of grace to those people that are in the church. And that's where life transformation happens. That's where things absolutely change. And uh, the last couple of weeks, we saw how salvation only happens with grace. Uh, we saw relationship and forgiveness only happen with grace. And now we're going to see that there's this supernatural love that happens within the church because of grace. Um, so supernatural love happens with grace. Um, and it's an unconditional love, uh, this love that happens. And, and you can imagine if we just come in to try to provide unconditional love to others, just in our own abilities, it doesn't work. And so that's, again, where the receiving and giving uh, happens as well. And, and this is a key identifier for the church. This is something that when you look at the church of Jesus Christ, if you don't have this supernatural, unconditional love, it's not really what Jesus designed it to be. This is what Jesus said. It's recorded in John chapter 13, verse 35. It, and he said this to his first followers. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. And so grace is what enables that love amongst the body. And then we look like the picture that he set us out to be. So there, sometimes there's this underlying idea, I think, with people inside and out the church that, well, the church is supposed to be these nice people or the church is supposed to be these friendly people. And absolutely, you know, that better be, right? Like if you show up at a local church, it's a bunch of followers of Jesus, you know, the people should be nice. They should be friendly. Absolutely. That's, that's what it should be. And, and I know for me, that drew me in as someone, as a teenager that had never been around Christians or church and the people were nice and they're friendly and, and they fed me meals, right? They, they fed me food and, and we had a good time together. But it was the supernatural abilities of these people that I've been around for 30 years that have helped transform me from a totally different person in Christ. This transformation happened not because they were nice or friendly, but because they were empowered with a supernatural love through grace. And the same thing is happening within our church and other churches all throughout the world. So there's two parts to the supernatural love that grace enables uh, for the church. There's two parts. The first part is the fruit of the Spirit, and then the next part is, is the gifts of the Spirit, okay? So first, let's look at the, the fruit of the Spirit. So the fruit of the Spirit uh, is, is described in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 23. This is what it says. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You know, any person would sit up and say, yeah, I'd love to have those things, but it's different with God. It's not, let's sit out and do those things. Okay, those are good things to have. We need to recognize that these are all attributes of the fruit of the Spirit. So these are things that we get by the Holy Spirit. 
in relationship with him. They actually happen inward to us and then work themselves outward amongst other people. Uh, and that happens being with the Holy Spirit. Now, I love this time of year uh, in Kansas City here because like on our, um, where we live, on our property, we have, we have uh, a couple of trees that uh, when the blossoms come out, when they come back, you know, the trees are bare, the limbs are bare, and, and the blossoms, they come out this just wonderful purple color uh, when, they, when they blossom this time of year. And then we have a couple of other trees that when they blossom, they have this just bright white blossom that comes out. And, you know, I've never seen the purple trees come out with the white blossom, and the, and the white blossom trees come out with the purple blossom. Uh, why? Because that's the fruit that comes out of them because that's who they are. The same thing is with the Holy Spirit. And so, so if we want, you know, joy, uh, if we want uh, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, well, then, then we get those from the Holy Spirit. So, you know, if you hang around in the church long enough, you'll find out that you need these things in the church just like anyone else. And so you may have heard the idea of averages that, you know, if you hang out with five people, you're going to become the average of those people in the areas of health and wealth and, uh, you know, physical health, mental health. Um, you're going to, you know, in, in the areas of hang-ups and habits and, and all the things that come with it, the average of those five people is, is typically what you'll become. So it is with these fruit of the Spirit, is that if you spend time with the Holy Spirit and, and receive from the Holy Spirit, then all of these fruit of the Holy Spirit are yours. Because they may not be in resonant in you and I yet, where we say, yeah, I've got all these things nailed, but they are resonant in the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit is able to, just like that tree with the, the branches and the, and the limbs that go out and you get the blossom every year, the Holy Spirit, as we connect to him, we actually then show this fruit in our own lives. And so it's more of an indirect happening than just saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get joy, right? Uh, so... In a similar way, the Holy Spirit gives gifts so that we can love one another as a people, as a body. So the gifts of the Spirit, one person divine defines spiritual gifts in the following way. Spiritual gifts are an expression of God's grace provided through the Holy Spirit using an individual Christian enabling her or him to perform a spiritual service in the body of Christ which promotes the body's growth. So there's several scriptures that go about this, and if you've downloaded the notes from vkcwest.com, uh, right near the top for today, it lists the different passages. You can dive into those. We're not going to do a, a whole expansive, um, conclusive study on spiritual gifts or the fruit of the Spirit today, but we're, um, you can dive in on your own. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4 through 6 says this. It says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. So where it says there's different kind of gifts, but the same spirit. So the word gifts is, is, is the charisma. or It's the result of grace, literally. So we have the word charis, which means grace, and then charisma, which is uh, that which is the result of grace or comes from grace. And so when we think of gifts, they're the result of grace, right? What we're talking about, grace for we. God gives these gifts by the Holy Spirit. Again, they're through him given to us for the benefit 
of other people. And we benefit as we use them and function in them, but it's for others. He gives us those gifts for other people. Now, Romans 12, 6 says, we have different gifts according to the grace given us. And so, again, gifts there is the word charisma, and then grace, charis. And so he gives these gifts as he pours grace upon us. And so, I mean, you can see that we can't, we can't have the, the fruit of the Spirit. We can't have the gifts of the Spirit unless we're receiving or drinking in from the Holy Spirit, right? Jesus talked about this. He said, you know, if anyone is thirsty, let them come unto me and drink, and, and springs of living water will open up within them. Well, he was speaking of the Holy Spirit, that, that the Holy Spirit would come and take up residence in us, that, you know, God's not far off at some temple somewhere or some building, but he actually comes and becomes our roommate. He actually moves in with us. And when that happens, uh, he transforms us. He transforms our lives. Uh, and fruit of the Spirit, gifts of the Spirit, and those benefit us, but they benefit other people where there's a supernatural love within the church. Uh, I know for me, like I said, that, that's what happened. When, when I got around these people, these Christians that, you know, for, they wanted to hold hands when they prayed and they wanted to hug and these things. And it took me a little while to get used to as far as what are we doing? But it was so powerful when they spoke into my life and my stuff started to get dealt with. Uh, you know, they were able to see things by the power of God about me and about my journey and what God was doing in me and what God was calling out in me that has been transforming me for 30 years, right? You never forget when you hear something from somebody that God speaks to them that only God can know. And so that, that's what's happening with these. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 11 says, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom, to another the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one in the same Spirit, and he gives them to each one just as he determines. So grace, God's grace, is giving all of these gifts to the body, to the, the people of Christ, for the benefit of each other. And so you can dive into each of these gifts and see how they benefit all of the people, the body of Christ. And there's many different passages on them, but they're all within the context of the gathering of God's people so that, so that people can use these gifts to minister and love in a supernatural way, uh, God's people. And what's wonderful is all of these gifts are available to any born-again Christian. And so when you gather with other people, you can move in all of these gifts that are spoken of here. Why? They may not be resident in you, that you may not say, well, I have every gift, but you can move in these gifts because what God does is he pours out his spirit. Uh, some people have described it as, as gracelets, like grace here and grace there in the midst of the people when they gather so that they can pour God's grace and gifts and good news and love upon one another. So when you gather with a group of other people, God may empower you to speak a word of knowledge to somebody, a word of wisdom, something that only God can see, but it speaks into their life of what's happening. And so God, he may call you to pray for someone and they're healed. So God can pour that out and any follower of Jesus 
can function within any of those gifts because they're resident in the Holy Spirit who is there in the midst. And so he does that so that love can happen. You think of like he, you know, you think of like a tool belt uh, and the Holy Spirit has these different tools there and, and, and he will choose which ones need to be used for the job. And he will give you those right tools to accomplish a job of ministering and loving one another. Now, there's roadblocks that can happen to, you know, moving within these gifts as well um, as people try to grow in these. And so that's why it's important to grow in community. I, I know for me, uh, in my early 20s, as I started out as a, as a youth pastor, a, um, a mentor of mine, I, I started to see in him, uh, you know, that he really functioned as, as a prophet. And he, he was prophetic, but then more kind of in the role that he would move in those prophetic gifts in a way that you say, yeah, this person's a prophet, uh, the things that he shared. And so I'm kind of like, well, gosh, I wonder if I'm a prophet. So I started to kind of, you know, move in this way and, and speak different things. And, and it was just kind of silly, really. And then one day he just says to me, he goes, you're not a prophet. And I'm like, okay. And, and but then through direction, it was like, okay, I'm, maybe I'm not a prophet, but gosh, can I, can I move in prophetic things? Can I have words of knowledge and words of wisdom for people and speak the things that God sees to other people? And what happened is, is I focused, instead of trying to be a prophet, I focused on hearing the voice of God. And so some people helped walk me through that and understand that. And as I did that, I was able to move and am able to move when I gather with other people and speak things that, uh, that only God sees or knows into their life that I wouldn't know based upon my own abilities. And so, again, just focus on receiving uh, from God for other people is, is the way to go. Now, the gifts are diverse, and so you can walk through these and, and but know that they're given for the benefit and so that people can love each other with a supernatural love and transformation happens. Uh, on your note sheet, there's the different passages of of spiritual gifts in the New Testament, uh, 1 Corinthians 12 through 14, Romans 12, Ephesians 4, 1 Peter chapter 4. So those are some of those. So, so what, what, how do we take this home? Like how do we look at these two portions of this supernatural love that happens within the church that's enabled by grace, the fruit of the Spirit and then the gifts of the Spirit? What, what do we do with this? Well, with the fruit of the Spirit, increase your expectation when you read the Word of God. Increase your expectation when you pray and when you listen to the Spirit of God. So when you gather with God for a regular devotional time, whether it's in the evening or midday or in, in, in the morning, whatever you do, increase your expectation of receiving from the Holy Spirit. And what, what that's going to do is, is those, those, that fruit of the Spirit that we saw, you're going to grow in those much more. And as you grow in those, right, those things have to do with loving other people and how you interact with other people. So in other words, when you go to God and, and meet with him, bring a bigger container, okay? So, so you know, if, if somebody's handing out uh, living water, right? Uh, water that you never thirst again, uh, as it's spoken out of God. Jesus talks about this water that you'll never thirst again, that, that satisfies you. You know, do you want to bring a little, little thimble to receive that, that, that water? Or do you want to bring a five-gallon bucket? You know, or even better, a dump truck. You know, fill it up, Lord. Just, just give me all that you have for me. And so change your expectation. Raise it uh, when it comes to meeting with God. The next thing is, when it comes to the gifts of the Spirit, increase your expectation of what God would do in the lives of others 
when you gather as the people of God. And so when we come as the people of God, right, we want to hear from God for us. We're hungry, and that's good, right? But when you gather together with other Christians, put the spotlight on others at some point during that meeting. And, you know, in other words, God, what do you want to do in the lives of other people here? Uh, as you're watching at home today with your family or, or friends, you know, ask that question, God, what do you want to do in the lives of these? Would you, would you share something with me that is your heart for them so that they might be encouraged and transformed? So that's how you grow in spiritual gifts because you ask, you say, God, uh, would you give me something for someone else? And he loves to answer that prayer. Uh, I, I want to do two uh, online Zoom trainings this week. And so look for your email. I'm going to send those out uh, during this week. I'm going to have a couple of trainings, one on hearing the voice of God, and then another one on the five-step prayer model. So we'll do those trainings online this week so that you can step right into growing in these areas in, in practicing the, the gifts of the Spirit, okay? Hearing from God and, and ministering God's love to other people. So, you know, as we receive grace and as we give it as a church community, what happens is, is we become the community that we've always been wanted to be a part of, right? We grow into this incredible body of people and we are changed and then the world is changed. You know, go back to the scripture that, that I read about Jesus that, you know, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another, right? Uh, here's what that means is that if we don't love each other, our worship together is hindered. If we don't love each other, our evangelism, the sharing of good news is hindered. And that's why Jesus said it. It is, it is the lifeblood of the body of Christ. It is, it is paramount that we love one another. And the only way we're able to do that is by the fruit in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Is that we receive from him and then we share that with each other. And so you remember maybe playing Monopoly at some point, right? Pass, go, and collect $200. So love one another and then go do the things that you're called to do. So that's what grace gives us today. So we're going to take communion today. We do that on the first Sunday of the month when we gather together. And so you may have different elements there at home. And, you, you know, the, the key thing is something solid like bread uh, or crackers. Um, and then if you have grape juice, that's cool. You can use that. Uh, but some sort of liquid. That's what Jesus did. And so something that represents that. I know last time I asked people what they used and there was just some great stories of what people use. And it's obviously always the intent of our hearts. But, you know, uh, communion uh, or the Lord's Supper, you know, what's amazing about it, it's, it's one of the sacraments. It's one of the things that, that communicates grace. So when, when we do this, we, we jump back in Grace River. It brings us back to the place that we begin with Jesus when he just poured grace upon us. And so let's take this together. God, we thank you for this bread, which represents your body that was broken for us. And we believe that you experienced real pain and you gave up your real life and body so that we might know you. And so we take this bread in remembrance of you. And Lord, we thank you for your blood that was shed uh, for the forgiveness of sins. And, and you may be at home watching this and you may have communion supplies or not, but uh, the blood of Christ was given that we might be forgiven. And there's no other way to be saved. There's no other way to be forgiven but by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so 
this is a great time too for for you to commit your life to Jesus Christ and and there's different words used but the key one is, is is Lord I give my life to you I surrender my life to you I trust that you died for my sins and rose from the grave I may not understand it all right now but, but, but I believe that this is the way for me to be made right with God. If you pray that with him today, then, then he'll come into your heart. He'll come into your life and, and you'll experience new life. You'll be a new creation, the New Testament says. And so as you do this, as you take this, if that's your intent, receive new life today. Surrender your life to him. Uh, you may have been wandering from him. Your heart has gotten hard. Uh, your heart has gotten cold. Uh, you may be wandering off in sin in different area in ways that disagree with the way God called us to live and be. And so now is a great time to, to turn from that, to, to change direction, confess to him that you've sinned, confess that his way is right, and then change directions and receive forgiveness. And so, God, we thank you for your blood which was shed for us, and we take this cup in remembrance of you. Well, so great to be with you guys. Uh, long to be together with you again in the building and to worship together. And in the meantime, God's working on our midst. I'm hearing stories of how God is moving in people's hearts and lives. And, and rest assured, he is moving. So seek after him with all that you are. Seek after him. He loves to be found by you. He's actually already there waiting for you. And so seek God's heart with everything that you are. Listen, if you gave your life to Jesus Christ today, uh, would you text the word FAITH to 97000, the word FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 97000. And then lastly, too, if you are new with us, you've started to join us online uh, today or weekly, would you fill out a communication card at vkcwest.com? That'll let us know who you are and be able to keep you up to date on what's happening and, and when we are going to start meeting in person again as well. So God bless you guys, and we're going to bring Chaz and Sam back up to uh, lead us in the song as we, uh, as we finish today. God bless you. Thanks for listening this week. If you're looking for ways to serve, give, or get connected, please visit vineyardkcwest.com.